Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. I am Scott Patterson. This is the I Am All In podcast, one on one interview, 111 Productions, iHeart. Radio, we have a very special guest, Eric Valdez, uh, and I am joined by uh, Tara Sood. Uh, and Tara, I understand that you uh, are acquainted with Eric. Yeah, I've known Eric for, I don't, I don't know, like six, seven years at this A point? long time. Yeah. I mean, I met my, my wife, who's really good friends with her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shoot, Candace and I have been together for almost 11 years. Wow. So it's yeah. been a while. Yeah, I worked with Candace uh, when I was working at Radio Disney and then met Eric okay. from there. Well, you're from Lubbock, Texas. You're born there. You're, your mom yes, and sir. dad, Miguel and Karen. You're Mexican, Spanish, and Native American. Which, which tribe? Uh, well, on my mom's side, her grandmother was full-blood Cherokee. And my dad's side of the family, my grandmother, it depends on how you want to look at it. She right. grew up in a village called Tecolotito in New Mexico, but right. that was Mexico prior to the border moving. So she's both Mexican and Native American, depending gotcha. on how you want to look at it. So that was, I want to say Pueblo tribe. I can't remember exactly, but, uh, but yeah, so I've, uh, I've got a little bit of, a little bit of a lot of things in me. There you go. So you were in theater for years in high school and then you pursued acting film and television. You moved to Los Angeles in 2004 
He debuted as Chad right. in three episodes of Gilmore Girls. He made a guest appearance in television shows, including CSI Miami, 90210, Numbers, and Mistresses, best known for his roles as Trey Mitchell in the soap opera General Hospital. Uh, Carlo Carlito Salano Jr. in the drama television series Graceland, 2014 15. Yep. Kyle Cushing in the superhero television series Superman and Lois, 2021 to present. Um, and yes, your bona fides on Gilmore, or you appeared in three episodes, Chad, in season three episodes. Five. Yeah, there's a, there's some really good story to, to all of that. Well, well, we're here to hear it. <laughs> so, yeah, to, to your point, it, it essentially is a glorified extra, that role. Uh-huh. Um, but it uh, it all happened thanks to a guy by the name of Kenny Ortega, sure. um, who you probably remember. Oh, yeah. So long story short, uh, yeah, I grew up doing theater uh, in Texas and everything. Knew I wanted to come out to L.A. at some point. Took me a while to get out there. Um, and in the interim, kind of a, a, you know, a daytime job, so to speak, for about three and a half years and from 99 to like 2004, there thereabouts, I uh, worked for Southwest Airlines. I was a flight attendant. And uh, that helped me get to and from L.A. when I wasn't living there. I was in Arizona at the time. Uh, had a little bit of a flexible schedule and allowed me to audition, et cetera. And all that ties into this because on a plane one day from Vegas to Burbank, was after the Billboard Music Awards. Uh, you know, hype crowd. They, they just got through with an award show. Half of them are probably hungover, et cetera. But they were all in good moods. And, you know, 30-minute flight, short flight, you give me a captive audience in an aluminum tube, and I'm going to entertain people. That's what <laughs> Southwest Airlines hires. I've always said that, too. Yeah. And uh, so all of that is to say that as we're deplaning in Burbank, everybody's getting off, and this one guy's kind of standing there. And as everybody leaves, he, he waits at the front of the plane. He's like, um, I just have to ask you a question. He goes, uh, are, are you an actor? And I said, I am. And he's like, I should know you. And I had no idea who this guy was at the time and, and said, yeah, sure. I'm friendly to everybody. He was a really nice guy and wrote down his number on a card and said, if you're in LA for an extended period of time, give me a shout, blah, blah, blah. So I did, wrote his name down um, and uh, went home that night. And this is 2002, 2001. I don't know what it was. Um, probably 2002. So infancy of Google, right? So I went home and I Googled the name Kenny Ortega. And the first thing that popped up was a picture of him and I think Oprah Winfrey. He was holding some Emmy Awards. He had won for like choreographing the opening and closing ceremonies of the Salt Lake City Olympics, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is legit. Because back then, if you appeared in a Google search, like you were somebody. Because mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was very new. And uh, so I, I did. I ended up reaching out to him. It's a long story, but I'll keep it somewhat short. And uh, we had dinner. Uh, he asked me what I wanted to do career-wise. I told him and um, kind of talked me into moving to L.A. earlier than expected. Uh, it was always in the books, always kind of planned. And at the time, I really had nothing else going on. I was racing cars as well. I was pursuing motorsports and entertainment at the same mm-hmm. time and living in Arizona, working at the Bondurant schools and instructor, working at Southwest Airlines, trying to make all this stuff work. So so you're telling us you're extremely uh, uh, risk-averse. Acting, <laughs> yes, car exactly. racing. I mean, you don't yeah, like to I take like to, chances like to at all, safe. do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it's uh, two really stupid career choices <laughs> to, to pursue, but one of them worked out. So, um, no, I, uh, I, I, I ended up moving to L.A., fast forward a bit in the story, and um, 
Kenny kind of created this little opportunity on Gilmore Girls. He was directing a handful of episodes back then. And uh, he, he said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you in on this. Um, I said, cool. It was my very first time stepping on the Warner Brothers lot, doing anything in television. It was really cool. And yeah, I was technically, I think I had one line cumulatively over three episodes or something. But it got me, they taft heart lead me, so it got me in the union. Um, and it just got me around, you know, the whole, the whole being on set thing, which was all new to me. And, and all that is thanks to, to Kenny and, and, and it all started it in, you know, uh, there in stars hollow, which is, which is pretty cool. That is a nice story. That is a, a nice man doing a nice thing for a, yeah for a, for a young actor. I love hearing those stories. Kenny uh, is a favorite of ours. On this show, he's, love, he's a we, pretty amazing human. We, we love his episodes; uh, they are they really sparkle. You know, they really stand out. Uh, you can always tell yeah. it's a Kenny Ortega directed episode. There's something always very special. Everything jumps out at you when it's supposed yeah. to. Um, so, what do you remember about your first day on set? Who did you meet? Who did you interact with? Uh, I remember vividly walking onto set and seeing the water tower. That was, you know, growing up, I think all of us have seen that water tower on TV or you know, promos or whatever. And it, it was just kind of a, a really cool moment to see that and be on this this real life movie set, so to speak. Because, again, as a kid from Texas, you know, theater is, is cool. I still love theater. I haven't done much of that in years. Kind of want to get back to that. But you know, I'd never been on a movie set. I'd never been on a backlot. I'd never seen any of this. So it was a lot to take in. Um, it was really cool. And then, yeah, I just, you know, with Kenny kind of being the, you know, the, the friend, et cetera, I, I got to hang with him. And so I wasn't, you know, in the, in the, you know, background tent or anything. I was kind of sitting in a, a chair behind him watching some of the scenes. And, you know, I was, I was in and out throughout you know, the, the day, the first day. But I stayed there all day and just kind of visited with him and kind of watched him. I'm, I'm a big observer. I think as actors, we kind of all are in, inherently. We're always kind of looking at surroundings and taking things in. And for me, it was just it was a really cool moment. And uh, I can't remember if it was if it was uh, who all was there that day. I definitely worked alongside you because I had some. I, I didn't do any scenes that you were in, but I remember might have been day one or, or soon after you guys were shooting something in the, the cafe there. And uh, they were waiting for some setup, setting up some shots. And I remember saying, yeah, we got to Scott Patterson flying in, blah, blah, blah. And I, literally, as, as naive as I was, it's like, is he like coming in on a helicopter? Like, what does that mean? Yes, flying in? yes I would come in on a helicopter <laughs> frequently. I was like, this dude is a baller. This is awesome. And they just sort of tell me to jump out, you know, go ahead and jump out. And they'll catch you. And I stopped trusting them after a couple of surgeries. So. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that and, you know, just uh, kind of getting to, to, I stayed back. I didn't want to, you know, interfere with the process, obviously, but I just, I really watched you guys and, and uh, you know, uh, everybody who had been on the show at this point, like you said, I think it was season five. So y'all kind of had this, this family, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and now fast forward to this part of my career, I've experienced that and like getting you know you get to know your crew and your castmates and everybody to a level that's in some ways deeper than your own blood family because you spend so much time with them and i remember watching that and watching you guys interact and watching this this dance that happens in between setups and then you know the the stuff that you guys bring to life uh you know george anthony bell was another you know friend of mine i think he was a script supervisor at the mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. um really really sweet guy that i 
got introduced to through through Kenny. And uh, I would sit there and watch what he did and, you know, just kind of observe everything. And it was, man, it's it's the best, like, you know, form of boot camp that, that you could ever be thrown into just to, to get the opportunity to watch something, not just a, a TV show, but at the time, like one of the most successful TV shows out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't take that lightly. It was a huge blessing. Um, so what was was there a difficult part to it? In other words, what, what was the hardest part about being an extra in the background? That was the only time I did that. Um, and it was the hardest part for me, uh, again, and it wasn't even as, I, I wasn't treated, I, I don't want to say extras are treated poorly. You know, they can be, which is a really sad thing. But they are, you know, kind of put in their own little area, in their own tents. They're told where to go, when to go, et cetera. And it, and it is more mechanical than anything. Um, I, I had a different experience, obviously, you know, getting to kind of, hang with Kenny, et cetera. But during setups and, you know, then during the scenes that we would shoot and everything like that, Kenny made sure I was on camera and I was, you know, uh, hanging with, uh, I think technically this Chad, which was like made up name, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even think it was really credited, but uh, he was, uh, Matt Shuckery at the time was Rory's new love interest on, on the show. And, and I was one of his like frat boys. Right. So, it was like this featured frat uh, fraternity brother type things. So I would be in some certain scenes with him. And I think the hardest part of it for me, you know, was not, not that I, I, I need to be the star by any means, but, but as an actor, like you want to act, you want, you know, you want to be out there and you want to create and you want to be in these scenes and interact with everybody. And as a background actor, you know, oftentimes you're, you're just, you're there for the ambiance and you contribute, but it's, it's not as fulfilling as, uh, as you kind of want it to be, right. you know? Right. Right. What was, so what, do you remember the scenes you did with Matt? There was one, there was one out in the field. Um, man, all this, I haven't talked about this in forever and all of it's kind of coming back. I think, uh, what's his name? Eric, the stunt, who was your stunt coordinator at the time? Eric, his dad's, uh, um, super famous too. Eric, Eric, the stunt guy. He was he was a stunt coordinator for a while. Eric, Eric the stunt coordinator. I, I don't I don't yeah. remember. Either way, he yeah. uh, he was doing something, and I kind of got roped into this stunt thing out in the field where I think Matt's character jumped from this. Oh, with this the umbrella. With, with the umbrella. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's an iconic episode. Boy, it it, it was, and yeah. I don't I don't even know if I if you can even see me in that scene. To be honest, I I can't. I haven't watched the episode in forever, but. That was like the first time I was kind of roped into something beyond the the, the background realm, and mm-hmm. and Kenny introduced me to Eric, and I ended up doing some pseudo stunt thing. I don't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. It, it was like carrying something and jumping. It wasn't anything big, but uh, that that was one interaction with him. Another one was some scene where there was a bunch of roses, and we all kind of get on our knees and say, "Pick me, pick me!" To to I think it was a Valentine's Day thing or something. I, I almost 20 years ago at this point but mm-hmm. um yeah there was a couple of those types of scenes uh with with him and and i did get to talk to matt and i talked to jared padalecki mm-hmm. you know a bit um just really nice guys mm-hmm. and, and i really enjoyed i remember watching matt work and i really i really liked what he did as a, as an actor and, and with the character and everything. what did he do that stuck out to you his, I, I, again, this was like first time being on set in, in a TV show. So it's different than, you know, theater preparation, et cetera. I'm watching him kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't like he, ha- he went into some sort of method thing by any means, but like watching him 
prepare while setup was happening to go into to filming a scene you could tell like he, he he put his all into it he wasn't you know he had fun and everything but but it was it was still when it came time to work and came time to film his work ethic was really mm-hmm. what stood out to me mm-hmm. and then you know he would bring this character to life in such a natural way that uh I, I don't know why but that always kind of stuck with me and and i haven't talked to him since so you know i you know i have no interaction beyond those few times we quote unquote worked together but it was just really cool to watch him work and, and kind of uh watch his process and everything as a as a young actor not knowing much about things mm-hmm. you know it's 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 amazing what you can pick up just by observing yeah it uh, really is uh, it's it's value very very valuable experience uh so when was the last time you watched uh, the episode that you're actually, the episodes that you're in? Jeez, I, all the, all the, did you, did you watch them 20 years ago? Of course. At the time it mm-hmm. was like, you know, my parents and every, and everybody thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Cause I, I appeared for, you know, two seconds at a time here mm-hmm. and there on a TV show. And again, as a kid from Texas, that's more than a lot of, of people ever get to do in, mm-hmm. in television and mm-hmm. film. And so mm-hmm. we watched it at the time and it was, you know, my, my parents are very proud still and, and always have been supportive and everything. And I remember that, you know, but I, I don't think I've ever really gone back to watch. Definitely not to like single my episodes out because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, anything. There's no performance there to, to kind yeah, of. But we all know that the ones that you were in were the best episodes. they ever produced. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's I wasn't going to say agree, it, let's just but, agree on that. Like holding you know, the keg is not I mean, easy. Come on. That's uh, that's <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That is that what you, was, did you come in with the keg? I did come in with the Oh, keg, that was yes. you in, uh, go, going into, was, the, into the wake, into Asher Fleming's yes. wake. <laughs> that's right. That's what that oh, was. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it was a wake. Do you get yeah, people so. who like, do you get people who are binging and then they're like, oh, I, I saw you in an episode. Like, do you get that yes. like every couple of years? Which is, which is really strange to me because again, the screen time was minimal. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I think once you, it's like any actor and I'm by, I'm by no means Tom Cruise at this point, but it, I've, I've been in enough things where people have not kind of seen my work, not et cetera. Yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. But, uh, you know, when you get to the point where people have kind of seen some of your body of work and everything, and then they go back and revisit, you know, a show like this. And it, I've had people literally hit up myself or my wife and be like, wait a minute, was, was that? was that you? And they'll like, you know, have to rewind and like send me a little screenshot or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's what that I was did. The very I was first like, thing I ever did. I texted you did Candace, do that, didn't you? I was like, I think we made it to the episode Eric's because <laughs> we watch week, we watch episode by episode and it's been, you know, five seasons now. So, but I think this was your first and I think the other ones are coming up right after. So there's somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. I thought you stole the scene. My eye went right to you. That's how I remembered it. Keg came in. As soon as you said Keg, I went, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. You did remember. You did remember the scene. I did. I did. It was iconic. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime, and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off, and I need something that works fast. That's where Astapro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. 
So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Did you guys already dig into all sort of the like nuances of being a background actor on Gilmore? I mean, and we could it, we could dig a little more. You you bring a, a particular type of spade and shovel. My you know. question for Eric from back then, because obviously not now. Now you're doing much more. But did you do background acting on other shows? And was there a difference between when you were on Gilmore Girls and other shows? No, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier. This was the only time I ever did any sort of, of background work, really. Um, it, it, it wasn't something I wanted to, to do. Mind you, it's, it's a great, you know, it's a great way to experience set and everything like that. But for me, just, uh, I think the kind of what I mentioned to Scott a while ago, I think the watching everything happen and as kind of an observer and, and you know, sometimes a glorified prop. Um, is not as fulfilling as as uh, I, I wanted it to be, and and so for me it wasn't really a, a, an avenue I wanted to go around. I did value the experience being on set, but um, you know I kind of mentioned to him. It's a great point. So for someone listening, how does someone go from because if someone wants to be an actor, right, they don't mm-hmm. even know where to begin. And background acting right. does seem like the logical thing. So how do you make that jump? That's something I've never asked Scott either. It's like how do you make that jump where people take you, you know, know that you have enough experience 
to have an act, you know, five lines or whatever it is? How do you, maybe that's a good question for both of you. How do you do that? Well, there's a couple of, there's a couple of different paths, you know, there's, um, I mean, I was in New York, so I did a lot of theater. So my whole thing was to to be seen, you know, come see the work, casting directors Mm -hmm. or agents or whatever, come see the work. And if you're lucky enough to get a good review or even be reviewed by uh, any reputable critic in the city, uh, you know, that's, that's just a plus. Um, and then you can do it the uh, Eric's way where you get on sets and you start making connections and you see how it all works because then it, it's just so much easier to go in and audition for your next job. Right, Eric? Because now you've been there, yeah. you know, the lay of the land, you're not going to get overwhelmed your first day on the set anymore. You see how right. it is, and you know you saw how great Matt was. You you, you saw me drop out of a helicopter and faceplant, um, <laughs> and so you know how it goes. So it's not going to be so intimidating for you. So you'll be able to relax and do your work. So yeah, right. there's there's a couple different paths, or you know you I do think, a student film or something, and you get, it gets seen by somebody that kind of thing. So I think for me, it you know again it was it was a, such a unique opportunity having having Kenny, uh, Amy, you weren't here for this, but Kenny Ortega is kind of how all this happened. And he no, was, yeah, he, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like amazing. He was like a, amazing. my confidant and he got me, you know, Taft Hartley thanks to this, this gig on mm-hmm. Gilmore girls. And then beyond that, um, you know, part of the reason I didn't do any other background work, et cetera, is, is Kenny also introduced me to several casting directors just, Hey, wow. keep this kid on your radar, blah, blah, blah. And so I could, I would get in rooms that, most people don't get in for a while um, unless right. you like Scott's mm-hmm. point, unless you're doing a, you know, a play and somebody comes and sees it, or you've done a student film or you did your own short film and put mm-hmm. it out there and, and, and whatnot. And so for me, I, I kind of, I don't want to say I had it, I had it, I was lucky per se, but there is a little element of that. And, and yeah. it was, yeah. I had a little bit of an easier time than most, at least getting my foot in the door. And then I think that transition for me, again, I, since I didn't do very much of, of the background stuff, I made the most of, of what I had with these few episodes right. on Gilmore Girls and just observed. And that way, when I did go into a room and, you know, audition, I already kind of knew how a certain scene may play out and that, that would help me, you know, create whatever it was. It wasn't because the auditioning for theater is, is way different than, right. than, than television. And that's all I had really done to this point. So I had that in the back of my mind. And then when I did get my first few gigs here and there, where you get a, you know, you're under fives and then you start to get a day player stuff. Right. You know, I, I felt, I felt more confident at least going there. Not not cocky by any means, but I I didn't feel like an outsider yeah. um, stepping or, onto or clueless, in front of right. the camera and everything exactly. So you know I didn't I I wasn't wondering okay where do I need to stand or why are these guys lighting over here or what are the what are the grips doing there what are, you know I knew how that that whole dance worked and so for me I just I went and I did my job and I was where I needed to be and I think the other part too is just you know my work ethic has always been really strong regardless of of what I'm doing. Um, whether it be acting, you know, the other jobs I've had throughout the years. And I think when you do that, you know, this business, there's, you obviously have to have talent to succeed in this business, but nobody wants to work with a, you know, not nice person. Right. Um, And I think, and, or somebody who's lazy and makes everybody else's day harder. The last thing the crew wants uh, when they're working, you know, 14, 15, 18 hours sometimes is for some actor to come in and not be prepared or, you know, not, not, arrive when they're ready they've right. set everything up and they got to wait another five minutes for you to finish you know 
whatever you're doing, nobody wants that. So as long as you're not that person and you have some talent, that's the magic, you know, equation. I think there's still some luck and other things that are needed, but I think that really helps for career wise. That's what Scott always says about Gilmore girls, that everybody from Lauren to the smallest background actor from the executive producer down to the whoever craft services, everybody gave it 110%. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, the show is also one of the best written shows ever. I think it's, it's still, you know, such a, a well, well-written, well-acted, well-rounded show, which is why people are revisiting again. But, you know, for example, now with Superman and Lois, we have that. Like I've I've never had a really bad experience in Hollywood. I've been pretty lucky to work on, you know, work with good people, et cetera. But mm-hmm. we've now, you know, we started this show in the middle of the pandemic where we just finished filming season three. And it's, uh, you know, it could have gone really bad, yeah. especially when everybody was in that bubble of, you know, the COVID bubble, trying to get things going in, in the middle of a pandemic. And like Warner Brothers didn't want us interacting with anybody outside of they didn't even want us cast members early on to interact with each other outside of of being on set wow and you know we as humans you need interaction so (laughs) shortly after we started filming and we had this rapport with each other we we became a family and then as things warmed up a bit more you know our crew are just phenomenal and and like you don't always get that good of a scenario and so it's when you do have it i think a, it makes going to work better, and B, it's part of of making good television. You know, if, mm-hmm. if regardless of how strong the writing is or how strong the performance is, stuff comes through. Like if the vibes on set are not good and people are not happy, and the directors and the producers are berating to crew members or actors, right. it's going to show up and, and it's going to yeah. manifest itself in weird ways. So that's what I, I love the collaboration that is what we do in, in where, television. Where and film. are you? Where are you? You're up in Vancouver. Uh, that's where we film right now. I'm out in Texas. We have a little lake house out here. No, but I, where, where you shoot, where you shoot uh, yeah. Lois and Superman Lois. Yeah, you're in, you're mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Huh? I have one last question before you guys go, and then you guys can ask whatever. But is there? We always talk about the one that brung you. It's like, what was your the part where you realized? Obviously, it wasn't carrying the keg, but the one where you realized, like, okay, I actually am going to be able to do this as a career. Like, was there after Gilmore Girls, was there a under five or five more where you were like, this is actually going to happen for me? I think for me, that's kind of a, a two part answer. I think I always I always I'm a big risk taker and I'm a big believer in putting in the work and putting in the work myself. And I never really doubted myself. And that's not a cocky statement by any means. I'm not saying I'm the most talented person in the world, but I never doubted my abilities as an actor or, or as a human being in terms of ease to work with, et cetera. So for me, it was, it was never a matter of, of, is this going to happen? It was just a matter of, okay, you got to ride, ride this out, you know, literally the waves that come. And, and for, for me, like I remember 2008, it was a combination of eerily similar to what we're about to go through here. You had the writer's strike, uh, you know, the economy crashed, all sorts of stuff happened. And at that point I had done a few under fives, this and that, that had, you know, kept me in the game. I was, I wasn't ready to throw in the towel because I I still knew that something was going to happen for me. Right. And then we get to 2008. I'm about 30 grand in debt and I have about $500 to my name. And I, I end up sleeping in my mini Cooper for like two weeks because I couldn't afford rent. And my parents, you know, were like, Hey, 
you can come back home. You know that that option is always here. Come back to Texas. And I was like, I'm not done. I'm just, this isn't, this isn't over for me. And I think call that stubbornness, call that drive, whatever you want to call it, that kept me in the game. And then shortly after I came out of that funk, I ended up doing a couple commercials, which got me out of debt at least. And then like the big break, so to speak, was General Hospital. I never thought I would do a soap opera, nothing against it. It just wasn't creatively where I wanted to go. And then I had this opportunity through a relationship I'd made with Mark Teschner over the years, casting director there. He called me up one day and then he said, I got this role for you. I, I want you to come in. You know, you still have to audition for it, but I, I, I'm really pushing for you. I said, cool. I go in, I do that. Next thing you know, I do a hundred episodes or so oh of uh, soap wow. over two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the, the launching awesome. pad, so to speak. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a ride, but uh, it's, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change much of it. Yeah. That's what it takes. You know, my son is a, uh... It just got his purple belt in in uh, Tang Sudo, and awesome. he, and he, you know, now now all of my analogies are karate related. <laughs> so it's like auditioning is like you know you're gonna get beat up. It's like sparring. Yeah, you're gonna yep. get beat up, and you but you're gonna that's the only way to learn. You know, 100%. and you're going to walk in there as a white belt or a yellow belt or even a purple belt. And you're going to face a red belt. You're going to face a green belt. And they're going to beat you up pretty bad. And you yeah. just got to hang in and just keep working, keep studying. And then one day you're going to, you're going to start winning those sparring yeah. sessions one day. And it might, it might not happen for a while, but you can't be discouraged, you know? No, you And that's can't. what auditioning is like. Cause you have to do it for a long time. You know, some people, some people, everything just falls into place earlier than others. Everybody's timeline is different, but going back to what Amy said about, that's kind of rare. It is for those that that do watch the podcast and listen to it, that are, you know, at the background level or still trying to figure out a way into the industry. Like I get that question all the time. You know, how can I, how can I do what you do? And, And it all comes down to putting in the work and determination and getting back up and, you know, and realizing 90% of the time, it, it, it's if you don't end up booking something, even if you think you nailed the audition or whatever, it has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. or your performance. There's so many other factors that go into this that people don't realize. And, and as mm-hmm. long as you're doing your job, it will happen. It's just, right. it may take a little bit longer than you right. hope it will. I, yeah. I think the takeaway is always, it's not personal. If you don't get right. the, the offer, it's not personal. It's just, right. There's a million reasons why people don't get jobs. And, and oftentimes it has nothing to do with how great their audition was. Cause you, you could give the best audition that anyone has ever seen. And you're still slightly not right for the part for some reason. And you don't know what that is. And you'll never know what that is, but you've made a fan with the casting people. You've yep. made a fan with the director. You've, you know, and they'll, they remember those great auditions and they'll bring you back in yeah. for other things. So you got to keep your head that's, up. That's key. Yeah. yeah that's I key. mean, I remember, you know, there's, there's several roles that I auditioned for that I, I thought I was perfect for, and I thought I mm-hmm. nailed and didn't, didn't get the job, right. but the casting directors remembered. And I think if you're getting called back for certain roles and then you're getting called in for other ones, you're already doing your job. And then on the flip side, there's certain things that I, I'd get the script and I'd get the, the, you know, the, the breakdown and be like, this is this is not me at all, but mm-hmm. cool. I'm still gonna do what I do. 
And, you know, one of those roles was, was Carlito on Graceland, which is one of my favorite characters I've, I've played. The, the guy's like this bisexual, like psychotic drug lord, right? And, and it was just, you look at the breakdown, how they initially described him, and I'm like, well, I can, I can play this. I don't know if it's, I, I don't know what this is going to, how this is going to go, but I'm going to do what I do. And I think that's the other part is never trying to figure out what you think somebody else wants. Like mm-hmm. as an actor, you bring to the table what, whatever it is inside you and your interpretation of these, these words on a page and this, right. uh, this breakdown and you do what you do. And in that case, that's the uniqueness that you can offer. It is it's you. And it, and in that particular case, that was one where I was like, well, I'm going to do what I do and, and then walk away. Cause I don't think this is going my way. There was no callback. There was nothing on that one. It was immediately like, you're our guy and I'm flying to Florida to go film. What was right. supposed to be, I think three episodes and I ended up doing two seasons. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you never know. You just, you have to, to, that's, that's why you have to be really passionate about anything you do. I tell people that all the time. You don't go into this business to become famous or to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's like you wouldn't go into anything without some sort of passion. Right. And so it doesn't matter if you want to own a hot dog cart in Times Square or you want to, you know, become a billionaire ceo you put the same amount of work into it and and the same amount of passion and and that's you know that's that's what gets you where you want to go yeah it's the work it's about the work it's got to be about the work the passion for the work and making it great 100 percent. and that's all uh, that's what uh, you you know you couldn't have said it better i mean i've said this many times if you're in the business for fame or money get out of the business because you're not gonna you're not gonna succeed you're in it no, for the wrong reasons right away. Wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's got to be a it's got to be a positive. It's got to be a respect for the work and pursuing that knowledge um and being a great craftsman. Well, this has been uh and you know, I I did the whole 2 weeks in a sleeping in a car routine myself. So, I know I I've, I've been there, buddy, you know. It's yep. and you got to it's that self-belief. It's like Nothing's going to stop me. Just keep going. It's going to take time. Yep. It's for me, it was always a marathon. It was never a sprint. Uh, right. There were highs and lows. I would get really frustrated sometimes because I'd been auditioning and killing auditions for a year, two years in a row, and I wasn't getting anything. And you just got to keep your nose to the grindstone. You just got to keep going at it. And you're a testament to that. So thanks for coming on, Sharon. You're very, you very fascinating and inspiring story. Um, um, Thank you. And good luck with everything. I hope the writer's strike doesn't affect you guys. Will it affect you guys? Will you shut down if there's a writer's strike? We, it depends on how long it goes. Our room, right. you know, our room will come back or is scheduled to come back in July typically. So mm-hmm. it depends on how long it goes. And it also, you know, as you know, with this industry, we're, the show's doing really well, but we haven't officially been picked up yet anyway. So gotcha. who knows what who what knows. all's going to happen. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With Ikea, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. 
Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So listen, I'm going to invite you to the next segment. It's called Rapid Fire. Would you like to participate? You really don't have a choice. Just say yes. Thank you. <laughs> sure, let's do it. <laughs> you ready? Let's go. How many cups of coffee do you have in a day? I do a quad shot of espresso every morning. Nice. Quad shot. I like that. Uh, With a little bit of oat milk. Uh, are you Team Logan, Team Jess, or Team Dean? Ooh, uh, Logan. Okay, there you go. Who is your favorite Gilmore Girls character? If I, if I don't say Luke, am I going to get in trouble here? No, 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 no. You you, <laughs> you need to be honest. Uh, no, I I really, I mean, Rory was just always such a fascinating young woman, and watching her journey it was mm-hmm. was incredible. So it yeah. has to be Rory. Isn't she a terrific actress? Just so so natural. Alexis and so is light. yeah, she's. Yeah. She's from Texas too, isn't she? Yeah, she Am is I a wrong Texas about girl. that? Yeah, Ch- yeah. Uh, Jared and uh, and 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 Alexis. Yeah, born yeah. and bred. Uh, what would you order at Luke's Diner, even though you don't think Luke's the fa- his your favorite character? Unbelievable. <laughs> well, it'd probably be something like a croissant and a quad shot of espresso with a little bit of oat milk. Was oat milk even a thing back then? I don't think it was. I don't know that he carried it. Uh, no, and if you said quad not. shot to him, man, he'd probably toss you. Uh, yeah, I, it'd probably have to be a drip coffee. That's, that's about it. He'd go, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather go on a road trip with Taylor or Michelle? That's a tough one. Mm, say Michelle. Why? There's no real reason. I just That was the first thing that came to mind. Either one would be interesting, that's for sure. Tell you, you'd need a baseball bat to shut either of them up about 10 hours into the trip anyway, so it's all the same. <laughs> 
finish the lyric and where you lead, I will follow. Dot dot dot. Oh where man, you lead, why am I blinking? I will follow. I will follow. I'm blanking on this. Anywhere that you you go, tell me to. Why am I blanking on this? Uh, you just you don't know it. That's all right. I don't uh, know Jackson's it. vegetables or Suki's baked goods. Suki's baked goods. Uh, would you rather listen to Drella's harp or the Troubadours cover songs? Troubadours cover songs. Chilton Prep or Stars Hollow High. Stars Stars Hollow High. Eric. It has been an insanely great pleasure. Good luck. Continued Same. success on your journey. Um, Thank you. And uh, hope to have you back on telling us more tales uh, of you slaying Hollywood dragons left and right. So, <laughs> Anytime, um, man. Thank you for having me. All the best to you. Enjoy your downtime in, in beautiful Texas. Um, I will. And we'll uh, hopefully talk soon. Okay, take care. All right. Take care. All right, bye, bye, guys. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S C O T T Y P.com, ScottyP.com. Grade one specialty coffee. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 